we have not anticipated fans taking the entire can and upending it. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. My plan is to cry a lot and then no, I'm actually going to do well. Who am I kidding? I'm great. Thankfully, the Red Bulls decided to score some points. I personally am not trying to be a homer or anything, but uh, Joe Rallis. Portland shouldn't be on the playoffs this year because they can't get their act together. 11 mils sitting on your bench, just sitting there when you could invest it into any other position. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our review of round 30 and preview of Double Game Week 31. This episode is brought to you by Angry Raised Fists, the official greeting of fantasy managers everywhere. Uh, no, no, I, I mean, uh, this episode is brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the wonderful subreddit community of r slash fantasy MLS. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLS Fantasy Boss, and tonight I am joined by our regular co-host trio, Simon Thwaites, Jason Wiskovich, and Mike Denton. Hey, fellas, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? Hello, friends. Excellent, excellent. Glad that you all could be with us again two weeks in a row. This is, this is crazy. Everyone's getting spoiled right now. So let's just kick things off as we like to do. How did your teams do during round 30? Um, I did okay. Actually, I'll call it bad. I got 66 with, which is not like terrible, but a lot of people around me captains David Villa and I captained Sasha Kleschen. So at least I had Villa and, um, Ola Kamara who did really well, but I'm still in third, except that the person in first is up by a lot more points now. Yeah, I got a 55 points, still four above the average. Uh, brought in Ola Kamara, which was great. Um, didn't have David Villa, Captain Ladero, because I figured that was my best option. Um, but I'm hoping for a better turnaround this week. I was in the middle. I did a 63, but I ended up with the red arrows. Uh, but thankfully, David Villa and uh, Patrick Mullins came through for me with their braces. But captaining Drogba is probably why I slipped places this week. And as for myself, I'm the reason you're in the middle, Mike, because I did horribly. Uh, had I captain Ladero, that would have been my best option um, because he's the only player for me who did anything at all. I brought in Question and BWP and captained BWP. So I had a pretty rough week in general. All the points were there. Let's go ahead and get into that. Just our general thoughts about round 30. Uh, all the points were there. They were just coming from players that aren't natural sources of points or go-to guys for fantasy. Does this sort of contradict what we were talking about last week of, no, rotations aren't going to happen. People are going to be fine. It's just business as usual. Nah. I mean, I thought some of the normal guys scored points. Via scored a lot of points. Ola Kamara scored a lot of points. Lodero, I think, had a few points. I forget six. how many six. That's not terrible. I mean, it's one of his. It's his worst fantasy performance, but it's still a solid performance. I just think that there was like a very big disparity. Like some of the players did really, really well, and then everyone else kind of did badly. So, I mean, that sucks because if you don't captain the the person who did really well, oof, e ah. Well, this is the first time this season where we've had five defenders uh, on the dream team, and if you look at them. Realistically, there was maybe Kemp uh, and Zimmerman were the only two that you would have on your squad. 
No one has Hurtado. No one has Royer. Um, no one has Manitoas. A lot of people have Via and Kamara. So I'd say a good, you know, over over half of the squad nobody has. So a lot of differentials paid off if you picked them up this week. I think it's also magnified because, you know, we're in a week before a double, a big double game week. And so everyone's team is kind of funneling into those big double game week players. So, you know, for a player like David V, a lot of people didn't have him because they've been trading him out for players who are on the double game week or who were playing in 32. So whenever you have that kind of narrowing of the team selections uh, available to you, to you, you're not going to have as many of those differential players that on random teams that end up picking points. So I think that probably had a lot to do with it too. And are there, we already started touching on this as well uh, with your answer there, Mike. Are there any other fantasy insights you guys can take from round 30 moving forward going into this double game week? Nah. To, to me, the biggest thing this week was that the East is getting very competitive, which is good for us for this next week because a lot of teams in there like Columbus that we thought might not have a chance suddenly look like they have enough of a chance to give it a go. And then the same is true for Montreal, and we'll talk about them in a question later. All of a sudden, they're dropping back into the into the conference mix to you know make it above the red line. So all of a sudden, you have a lot of teams that are have a lot to play for, uh, in, at least in the East. So that's pretty good. See, this is why I think Mike Columbus is, is about five points away now from from DC at making the cut. Yeah, mm. and they have a bunch of games in hand. This is well, why, they have a game in hand on DC and then like two on a whole bunch of other teams. This is why people should listen to Mike because he's smart. I'm like, nah, there's nothing to learn. And Mike's like, yes, you should learn all of this stuff and it's very smart. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, ah, I probably should have thought about that. Mm, yeah. But you're third, so I mean, whatever, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it sucks for everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Simon's been learning from me enough that he beat me in head to head this week, so you know. <laughs> it doesn't do me a whole lot of good. I think from you, Jason. Um, LA Galaxy fans should not waste beer. Does nobody oh, understand it? Come on, really, guys? You guys no, didn't no see No one should ever waste You know, waste I saw that. Beer. Yeah. No one should ever waste beer. <laughs> it's not okay. Yeah. If I could, if I could pull out the uh, the shame nun on all of you Galaxy fans, I would. Um, but come on, guys, have a little more respect than that. Come on. All right. Well, let's just move right into housekeeping then, because I have no idea what you're talking about. The Galaxy fans threw threw a bunch of beer at um, at Jordan Morris. They were just selling. They were just. Yeah. No, giving him that. a look they were just giving him a present because that. he is now of legal drinking age Gar- granted he has <laughs> been for a while but they're just giving him a present that's all well it was it was hot they took a water break so maybe it was a beer break i guess so there you go they were just giving him a little bit of america right america what's america. up with fans this week we had the whole deal with drogba too fans went crazy this week yeah that was pretty bad i thought that drogba's bodyguard was going to like like drop that guy it's pretty bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is why we can't have nice things. This is why we can't have nice things. But let's just keep moving on, not not getting down into the gutter of fantasy. To our housekeeping section, first up, the double game week teams that were going to be available to us this round are Chicago, Columbus, D.C., Montreal, Orlando, San Jose, Seattle, and Toronto. So if you are looking to stock up big, 
these are the guys that you're going to want to look at, the teams you're going to want to look at. Unfortunately, everyone may not be available for you. And Mike, what's our latest MLS injury news report? Okay, well, we'll start with the big guy, Giovinco. Um, he went back to Italy this weekend. He's because... technically little, not really big. He's like yeah, five, but he's four. Like, but he's 13, uh, you know, 13 million in the game. So it's kind of big. That's true. I'll count him as big. But anyway, he went back to Italy, posted on his Instagram. He did so because the injury was, quote, more severe than he first than was first thought and that he needs rehab. So, yeah, he's probably not going to be available for this week, uh, even though that hasn't been confirmed. If he's going back to Italy for treatment, you can bet that he's staying out through the FIFA break. Uh, Quincy Ameriqua subbed off in the third minute with a bad knee injury. It looks like it's definitely season-ending, probably longer than that, uh, but nothing official from anyone. Um, honestly, this is kind of a light week for injuries. Um, Drogba, we talked about the fan confrontation. I don't expect he's going to get any kind of discipline suspension, but just, you know, he was in a confrontation with a fan, which, you know, sports leagues don't like, so just kind of pay attention on that. Uh, Notorino received a red card. He will be suspended this week for the first game of Orlando's double game week. Barnetta missed the 18 with a knee injury for Philadelphia. No timetable. He was supposedly questionable for this weekend, so I'm guessing he would probably play uh, this weekend, but because MLS, we'll never know. Mendoza was subbed off after a knock to his leg. A no injury update from New York City on that, uh, but, but we'll see about that because he seemed to have locked down the replacement spot for Lampard, who's still out for a few more weeks. Uh, Hoyberry is on yellow card warning. Uh, Travis and I are going to find out at some point why the heck he wasn't suspended last week. We promise we're going to figure this out. <laughs> but but at, at right now, he's, he's on yellow card warning. Um, so be wary of him going forward because he could get suspended. Uh, Yura missed the 18 um, with, uh, I don't, what was it? Was it an ankle injury for him, Jason? To be honest with you, I haven't really uh, kept track of it. I know that Plata and Yura uh, both came off last week during training with Knox, um, but I haven't heard anything concrete, but I, I'm pretty sure that they're just resting him uh, for play for this coming week. I'm surprised they didn't start him versus Dallas because we need the points, but um, I think he'd be pretty good to go this coming week. Okay. Yeah. And, and like, like Jason said, Plata had a knock. He was a, a sub for Javier Morales, who's also dealing with um, that quad injury. Um, so I think they're the, oh, those RSL um, trio of offensive options. They're probably going to be good to go this week, um, injury-wise. And then last is Stewart for San Jose, who was subbed off with an injury. No word on what the injury is or what the timetable is. And I saw on Twitter, or I'm sorry, on Reddit, that people wanted us to do a list of the international um, call-ups. Um, so I, I made a quick list of everyone who was called up last week uh, international break and this is all courtesy of soccer captain uh, i used that chart i think we had passed it around last time my good buddy tim shaw yeah timmy yeah. <laughs> all right so chicago arc she i don't know who that is but he's gonna be called up Occam for uh, uh, ghana columbus Tashani, awful um i can't read my own handwriting and mira miram for colorado jermaine jones michael williams
Houston, Saren, Francis, Dawkins, Quintero, Godoy, Cato, and Wondolowski. For Seattle, uh, Torres, Anderson, Joven Jones, Jordan Morris, and Ladero. So those are your players who last time were called up for internationals. We don't have any of the rosters other than Ireland's for this time yet, but you may not have all of the rosters out by the transfer deadline on Wednesday. So, and we can, I can post this on the Reddit forums if you want to look at it uh, written out, and I'll probably include it in the injury report too. So we'll, we'll see who's actually called up once the rosters come out, but that's the list from last time. Okay, I think this is a good opportunity for us to try to get some help on, on this Axel issue. Why don't you just quickly explain why there is this confusion and see if we can have just a, a call to assistance from the general community. Sure. So the, the confusion is that Axel, I think, has six. Six, six yellow cards. So he should be suspended because you only get one good behavior incentive. So the thing with yellow card accumulation is you can give one game, but only one game knocked off your total for having, I think it's three games in a row of good behavior, which is including um, no fines, no disciplinary actions, no yellow cards, whatever. So Hoberry definitely qualified for one of those, but that should mean that he got five and he should have been suspended for last week's game for the Vancouver match. I, I can't see why. It looks like he's definitely received six cards. I don't see where any of those have been rescinded, at least publicly. Um, so based on the rules that we've been provided to by MLS and based on the information on MLS's own website as far as the game log, he should be suspended. There's no explanation whatsoever as to why he's not. Colorado's not a team with any kind of real beat writers because they're very secretive. So there's really no one to ask who has any kind of insight as to why he's not suspended. This is another example of MLS needs to put information out there to make it available, to make people help people understand who's going to be suspended and when they're going to be suspended. Because so. MLS, that's why. <laughs> Did you so have to ask? So, so if anybody listening right now has an idea of what's going on with Axel, let us know. We, we, we're just as curious as you and many others are just – Help, help Mike and Travis be able to sleep at some point in the next week. <laughs> Any other news that we didn't touch on, Simon or, or Jay, that you'd like to add before we move on? No, sir. Not that I can think of. Well, excellent. I have an exciting piece of news related to Patreon, of course. I'd like to thank Parker Cleveland, who's become our, our newest $3 donor. Parker, you'll be getting a sticker from me in the mail shortly. And uh, thank you so much for listening and enjoying our show enough to be able to uh, give us some cash. So thanks a lot. Yeah, Parker, um, I have to publicly tell you that I love you now. And uh, our love will last forever. So Part of contract. Thank you. Part of my contract. So uh, when I see you, um, give you a big high five and a butt slap. So thanks, buddy. Yeah, I guess, and if anybody else is interested, oh, sorry, go ahead, Simon. No, I was just gonna say thank you, Parker. I guess I'm obligated to love you too, although, and I really do. Although uh, mine is not everlasting, so mm, <laughs> no. If you, if you ever cancel, sorry. Send it to you. But uh, yeah, thank you. You're awesome. I wish everyone was like you. Amazing. Thank you, Parker. I will dislike you less. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
Wow. Wow. <laughs> Mike is vicious. Uh, see, but see, if anybody, I've learned uh, from Jason's mistakes. I'm not going to offer my love. I'll just lower my disapproval. Lower, oh, that's <laughs> that works. You know, well, if you two would like to either earn Jason's eternal love, Simon's slightly less love, and Simon's slightly greater, less hatred of you, then you too can consider becoming a member uh, of the Patreon site for MLS Fantasy Insider. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash M-L-S-F-I. And it's just the way that you can help support the show uh, th through money. And uh, we use that to give back to the community. We're getting prizes this year. We've got stickers. We've got pint glasses that, that I've been mailing out. Simon and I have also been talking about uh, ways for different hosting to have the podcast have its own website. So we want to do what you all want us to do to make this fun and engaging and exciting. And the money that you're able to give to us helps us do that. So thank you so much, Parker, and everyone else who has donated whatever amount that you give. It, it really means a lot that that you are joining us in this adventure. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, and for serious, you guys are awesome. Appreciate it. Makes it fun for us and to be able to do all this. So cheers. Mm -hmm. All right. And now we're moving on to questions for round 31 <coughs> and our player picks, which I know is why most of you have listened to this show. So kicking it off in our defenders and keepers section, of course, these questions rarely relate to those two categories of players. Uh, is there a strategy, guys, at this point? that can help any of our managers listening break the top 10, 50, 100, whatever their goal is, or is everyone pretty much just playing the template teams from these last final rounds? I don't know if there's a whole lot you can do at this point because you, you have such limited options for teams, but I mean, if you want to kind of be different and, you know, take some risks, make sure you have 11 players who are on double game weeks, you know, take some hits for defenders. If you think you're going to get some clean sheet bonuses, because that's going to be a, where a lot of people are going to uh, shy away from, um, you know, load up on 32, have eight double game week players, you know, four from Colorado, four from Houston. And, you know, make sure you have people who are actually starting in 32 because a lot of people aren't going to have that. So that's, you know, you're going to have to take hits to do that if you don't have a wall card. But if you're trying to make up a lot of ground, that's probably the only thing you can do at this point. Yeah, I mean, to add to that, I don't really think there is a template team. I think Mike has some good ideas. But even if you only share, if you share nine players with everybody else and two players are different plus a captain, that's still plenty to gain. I mean, even up to, up to something like maybe even 20 points around on people if your players are that much better. Uh, not everyone has the same teams, believe it or not. So I think that you can still do just fine. I mean, the person that's number one right now was in like sixth last week. Like you can jump up. Like if you're 200th, sorry, you're probably not finishing in the top 10. But I think like if you're in that area, you could definitely break into the top 100. Or if you're in the top 50, Maybe you could break into the top 10 with a few good performances. Basically, you just need to pick the best players and pick the best captain. All right. Well, which team with a double game week in 31 and a game in 32, so Seattle, Chicago, Columbus, San Jose, has the best chance at a clean sheet in 31? So I think the team with the best chance is the Seattle Sounders. They have a home game against the Chicago Fire. Um, that seems like a pretty decent option. 
Chicago, you know they do have some attacking power, but the Sounders' defense has been fine lately. Columbus also has a home game against the Chicago Fire. Um, that seems like a decent bet. San Jose's matchups are kind of hard, so I wouldn't go with them. Their home game, they have one away game, and the, which is, uh, I believe, at Montreal, and then a home game against uh, Salt Lake. So that doesn't seem like a great option. Um, and then Chicago, like we said, has the two away games against Seattle and Columbus. That seems fairly unlikely that they would keep a clean sheet. But now that I say that, Chicago's probably going to keep two. So it's MLS. You never know. But I'd bet on Seattle and Columbus because they've got a home game against a fairly weak team. Yeah, I would say the same. Um, and then possibly even Colorado. Uh, they're playing at home against Portland, playing away against Houston, and then playing at home against San Jose um, and Houston. That's their first leg, I believe, of their double game week. And then San Jose um, coming off of a double game week, uh, playing in Colorado is going to be very difficult. So I think that uh, Colorado is a good shout for, you know, Harrison or Hoberg. Um, I believe that Howard is going to miss probably one of the games around 32. So we all know McMath is a beast. So clean sheet for McMath. Nice. And for those of you who may want some of the stats behind Chicago, they, they've not been awesome on the road. That's something for sure. They are averaging about a goal a game on the road. So there's definitely the opportunity for, for clean sheets against Chicago. I think that is is the team to bet against if you're looking to do that this in these coming rounds. That brings us to picks. Mike, who do you got for keepers and defenders? Well, I, I'm going to go with Fry because I, I agree with Simon. I think Seattle has the best chance for clean sheets you know, in the next two rounds. Um, sticking with Seattle, uh, Jovan Jones, and then I like uh, Kemp for D.C. Uh, he, he's been in, getting gets involved in the offense and the, the play. And uh, I don't think he's going to keep clean sheets, but his offensive capability and with the double game week uh, is pretty lucrative. And then I'm going to go with a single game week. To round it out, I think Justin Glad has a good opportunity for a clean sheet, and he's probably already on your team. You know, RSL's playing uh, San Jose. San Jose can one of the, one of the worst offensive teams in the league. Um, so I, that's that's my three. Yeah, for me, um, I'm going with um, Bush from Montreal and keeper uh, playing at home against San Jose, and then playing away at Orlando. Um, I've been big on Montreal, uh, since, uh, double game week 28 and, uh, they have failed me miserably, but, um, <laughs> I'm still keeping my faith in, uh, in Bush and Kamara. Uh, then I'm going with Joven Jones and then I'm going with Campbell just because of the price, uh, 5.1 for a double game weeker just makes sense, uh, to utilize that. Uh, my picks are the exact same as Jason's. I and I, I really do think that uh, the Toronto FC trap is not going to work for people. I know that we always say you know double double game week at home uh, is fantastic, but um, Orlando uh, they've they've gotten their crap pushed in the past couple of weeks, uh, so I think that they're gonna you know. There's going to be a fire under crisis ass to get this team going. Um, and I think that uh, they're going to put up points on Toronto. And then D.C. also is 
you know they've been they've been doing really well. So I don't I, I don't foresee any clean sheets for Toronto. To try. And I will add that uh, over the entire season, Orlando has been one of the better road scoring teams. Yeah, I didn't know that step. That backs me up. It's a trap. <laughs> New York City is one of the best ones. So, it's David Villa, dude's there a beast. Go. There you go, Mike. Yeah, I mean, just it's just a great team. What can I say? <laughs> okay, moving on to midfielders. Would you all rather start <clears throat> a, a low tier midfielder who has a double game week, so someone like a Polster or or a Roldan? Uh, or would you go for a premium striker on a single game week? So someone like a VO or VWP and then just throwing in there, the, the question comes is also adding that midfielders usually have a floor about six points. Uh, but is that enough to sit your star forwards? Do you even agree with that? Yeah, that's a, this is a great question. Um, I've, I've always said, and I've always been in favor of playing a double game week player, but uh, the issue with the pollster or rolled in is I still think that maybe six points is their ceiling. Um, and that's maybe for a double game week, considering most of them average two to four points per game. Um, I would still play via or BWP if you have them, unless you're dropping them. Um, but yeah, I think that if you have your all-star uh, midfielders or forwards, you play them over, your pollsters roll Dan's. The only exception to that I think would be um, a Quintero just because of his offensive capabilities. And now with Quincy out, I think Quintero is going to be playing more of a, uh, I guess you could say a center attacking mid or even like a false nine. Um, so Quintero would be the only exception to that. Yeah. See, I, I have a problem because I'm not sure why you need to be going for lower tier midfielders. Cause there's a whole lot of, at least for this double game week of premium midfielders who are really good that you can fill your roster with that. I don't know that I would use a roster spot on a lower tier midfielder, probably um, a fifth midfielder, like a Quintero, Alex Polster, Roldan yeah. with the way this double game week, or excuse me, with the way the next double game week is all the premium forwards are going to be pretty super cheap. So you can have a lot of money invested in the midfield this week where you don't have to do a whole lot of budget cutting in the midfield and still have your top choice players. So I would, I would recommend avoiding the lower tier midfielders in favor of the big point guys in order to maximize your ceiling. Very nicely said. So what about midfielder picks, Jason? Yeah. So this week um, I'm going with uh, Ladero, Kaká, Piatti, and Quintero. Um, mine are the same as Jason's, except swap Quintero for Alonzo. <laughs> well, mine are the same, except swap Quintero or Alonzo for Finley, and maybe add in Alex from Houston. Yeah, I got Alex on my bench. I, I, I was thinking about swapping. And see, this is my dilemma too, Mike, since you said earlier that Quintero may get called up. I may swap him for Finley since <laughs> since Columbus doesn't have a bye. So, but I'm going with Quintero probably. Decisions, decisions. Moving on to forwards. After several disappointing results, uh, is Montreal at the point where Draba will <coughs> have to play both games in this double game week? Uh, also, Piotti or Drogba? 
Um, I hope they're going to play Drogba both games because I have him. I don't know that they have to do anything, but seems kind of dumb not to. So I'm going to go with yes. They're going to play Drogba both games, although I'm not in their coach's head. I wish I was, though, because I've been thinking about that. Um, why not both is the answer to Piotti or Drogba. I have both. I wouldn't buy one, though, because they're, they're going to be on a buy next week. So I'm going to say if you don't already have one, don't buy either. And if you do already have one, keep the one you got. And if you've got both, maybe keep both because they seem like solid options for this week. So I think the the background for this question comes from how in the past history with, with Drogba, we've seen where he's played portions of two games or most of one game and not a second one, especially when traveling to someplace that might have turf or just a far distance from Montreal, like Orlando is, with especially with the heat difference and everything. But but Montreal is has been dropping and they need the points. Right. I mean, that's kind of what I'm saying is like, I don't know. Maybe the coach thinks that Drogba will be better if he play, starts one game and subs the other because he'll have more energy. Uh, you know, it's hard to really see into a coach's head, but I'd guess that he starts both games given that, given that fact again. And I don't know. He's a soccer player. He gets paid to play soccer. I think he'll probably play. I don't think he wants to sit on the bench. So... Yeah, I agree with that. I think that, you know, Drogba has to play considering their uh, their sudden dip in form. And uh, if they don't, if, you know, they don't win the next couple of games, potentially get eliminated from playoffs. And then also I think Piatti has to start uh, both games for that same reason, but also the fact that Montreal doesn't have an offense without Piatti. He's the maestro. He pulls the strings. Um, so I think that both of them, do play and have to play both games, maybe not 180 minutes, but at least 100 and, you know, 130 plus. And I agree with Simon. Um, I think if you, if you have, if you have a free transfer to burn, so maybe, you know, the third transfer, then maybe you can get one in. Um, but I would, I would steer clear from that and uh, focus on maybe, uh, you know, a Columbus Houston player, um, Chicago player, somebody that. Uh, does not have a buy next week. I wanted to, to throw in, I, I looked up all of Drogba's games against when he was visiting a team on turf. This year, he had three opportunities at Seattle, at Portland, at Orlando. Unused sub. Now, going back to last year in October, he had two opportunities at New England and at Orlando, uh, both in October. When he was playing at New England, he played the full 90 minutes. And that was a game on October 17th, so right in the middle of the playoff push where Montreal's fighting for seeding. On October 3rd of last year, when he went to Orlando, he was subbed on for 31 minutes. So looking at that, I, I could see an argument that he's likely to play at least a little bit as a sub uh, for that Orlando game. So... But now, whether he'll start, how much he'll play, whether he'll be an early sub off in San Jose, I don't know. I mean, you're definitely taking a risk because he clearly doesn't want to play on turf. And you don't know if there's any kind of injury concerns. You know that they're going to bench him. But based on that history, it seems like he's more willing to play in the playoff, whenever it's playoff time, crunch time, because he knows you know, those are the real competitive matches. So, And I know... 
I know historically too, uh, Drogba, I know last year when he came in, I believe he came in in, I think it was around September. I'm sorry, it was uh, in the summer transfer window. I, I'm pretty sure that most of the double game weeks he scored substantial points. And this year, in double game week eight, he had a seven and a nine. Um, and then the last double game, uh, the last double game week that they played in 28, he had an eight and a one. So um, I know he would have had a hat trick if it wasn't for that horribly missed PK and uh, a couple other chances. But um, traditionally, DDA Drogba does very well in double game week. So put the armband on him. Uh, oh, oh. All right. So moving forward. It- is there a good option from Houston or Colorado when it comes to forwards? So this is a, this is a great punty question. Um, and I was talking about this before we went on, uh, on air. Um, Andrew and I were taught, have been hyping up Manitowas from Houston for about a month now. And we were really hoping that uh, he didn't score a hat trick like he did last week. Cause now everybody is uh, he's on everybody's radar uh, but with that being said, I think that um, Manitoas at 6.1 um, absolutely has to be uh, in your lineup next week. Um, a lot of people may be thinking about it chasing points, but he's actually performed pretty consistently. And then um, with Colorado, now Colorado, you know, with, uh, with, Papa, with Papa being injured and Jermaine Jones being injured, um, you really wouldn't think that they would be producing a lot of points um, and, you know, Doyle being injured as well, but um, uh, G- uh, Gashi uh, for 9.7, 125 points. Um, he's had some inconsistent playing time, um, but as weird as it says, Harrison is a defender for Colorado, but plays on the wing and scores more goals than most of uh, Colorado's forwards. So, um, I would still think uh, Gashi or Manitoas would uh, would suffice, but I don't even know if they're, if, if Gashi is going to be on international duty. Um, so I would just say Manitoas. I'll, I'll, I agree with Manitoas. As far as Colorado, there's not a whole lot because they, they have you know Gashi's on international duty. Um, Doyle, you know, he's he's he was called up for Ireland. Um, but you might have a, an old name that we haven't talked about in a while, Baji at 4.3. He's gone 90 minutes each of the last four games with two goals scored. So at 4.3, you can easily slot him in to your lineup as the budget op. Cheapest other forward is at 4.5. So kind of take a punt on him, see if he gets the you know the, the playing time and see if he can't do something because, uh, I mean, the other really forward option who isn't involved in international duty between these two teams is Will Bruin. And, you know, we've talked about Will Bruin's inconsistency uh, to death on here, and it seems like he's been benched for Manitoas. So, I mean, really, if you want a double game week forward, you, you pretty much have two options, Baji or Manitoas, as far as people who don't have international duty concerns. So that that's kind of the, the choices you have. You know, it, it's not going to be a great week for forwards in 32. It, it, it's just not. But um, if you want to go there and you have to take risks like we talked about before. Yeah, but you could even, you know, you could even uh, go along uh, the lines. I know that there's, um, you know, the two double game weeks with uh, uh, Colorado and Houston. But at the same time, 
um, you know, you could possibly get, uh, you know, obviously you have Ola Kamara, um, but maybe a Chicago Fire forward, um, Igbo or Galiu. What? Maybe Galiu. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, I mean, there's th- there are other options, um, but double game week wise, I really think Manitowas is probably your safest bet, and at its price, I don't see why you wouldn't. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, I think Manitowas is probably going to be a must-have for 32. Um, but you know, if you're if you're trying to catch up points and trying to hit, you know, a gold mine in a double game week, um, you know, that's why I mentioned. But I mean, honestly, you're probably right. You would want to have Ola Kamara and some of the other forward options, maybe like from Chicago, just because they're the ones who aren't who who we know are can be consistent starters over the season and who aren't going to be called up to international duty like so many of the big forward options in 32 are. And finally, with forwards, who are you guys picking? Uh, for me, this week, I like Drogba, despite the turf concerns and playing concerns. I still think he's a really solid double game week forward option, and I think that he's going to play both games. So I like Drogba. I like Ola Kamara, another double game week player. And I like, what's his name, Chris Wondolowski. Love that pick. Well, I'm going to go with uh, Ola Kamara. Um, I'm going to pick stay with Josie Altador uh, because they I mean they do still have two home games against uh, bad defensive teams. And then I'm going to go with the Cajun Messi, Patrick Mullins, off of his brace this weekend. Um, I think he's got some more in him. So Ola Kamara, Patrick Mullins, and Josie Altador. And to round it out, um, the Ageless Wonder, DDA Drogba. Um, of course, uh, hat trick, Rick, Ola Kamara, um, and Ola, check your DMS, bro. Uh, I wrote you again. Come on our show. Um, and then the real Canadian messy Kyle Aaron. I like how you just assume that he listens. Well, I'd I like to assume that, that Axel listens as well. Maybe he can just tell us exactly what. <laughs> yeah, and, and and to round this out too, Quincy, if you are listening, thoughts and prayers are with you, bro. Hope you uh, recover quickly. Definitely. He's a homie of the show. Definitely, definitely, greatest guest ever. Mm-hmm. Like the, the best, the thing I love most about Quincy is we had him on. We asked questions. It was like, oh, thanks. And he was like, can I just hang around and chat? And it was like, yes, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> and he got into it. It was really awesome. Well, guys, who are you thinking about for captains now that we've covered your players? Um, I want Simon to go first so I can copy his pick because he's uh, – yeah, I made him to... go last on purpose uh, so that he didn't like – like last week he started and it was like, no, no, I want to go last. And it was like, no, no, just kidding. So all right. didn't last this time. Well, my heart says DDA Drogba and my head says Ladero. So you can put both of them down. You can say uh, Dradero. I like Ladrogba better. <laughs> Uh, I was going to go with Ladero. You know, I think you should listen listen to Mike on this one. You just said Drogba, and now you're saying listen to Mike with Ladero. No, I said said Ladrogba is a better name than Drogdero or whatever. But you can't say Ladrogba. It has to be a little bit of one name and a little bit of the other. This isn't French. Ladrogba? Yeah, it's... Okay. Ladrogba? 
So is it at Logba <laughs> Lod- or Drodero? Drodero. Lodero. Lodero. Hmm. Or Drodero. Drodero's not bad. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'd Captain Lodero, though. I probably will. Logba sounds like the name of a Star Trek race or something. It does. Pod Racer. Mm. That's Star Wars. Mm. I didn't hear what you said. You're going to you you not get it right. No, I thought, said Star Star Wars. I thought you said Star Wars. I did not, and I'm not discovering it anymore. <laughs> okay, well, we had some questions <laughs> asked us near the uh, end of not the end of the start of recording. So the end of when we were getting the questions all compiled together. So we're going to finish up this question and answer round with a little bit of rapid fire that Jay collected from us from a few people over at Reddit Hickory 33 Rays 1299 and uh, Mew Crew 35. Uh, I probably messed it up, but thanks guys for sending some of these things in. So guys, first thing off the top of your head, whoever wants to go first can do it. Uh, a little bit of this or that. All right, guys, so here, I'm going to give you some players, and you're going to tell me of the number I give you how many you would sit. So here's three forwards. Which uh, which one would you sit between Outdoor, Morris, and Ola Kamara? Sit Morris. Yeah, sit Morris. Uh, I would sit Altador. Oh, interesting. All right, well, here, here are five midfielders. Which two would you sit? Alonzo, Piotti, Finlay, Ladero, Clushton. Clushton and Finlay. Exactly. Just sit question. I know the question was two. Why do you have these five players if you're sitting two of them? <laughs> it's it's <laughs> supposed to be fun. Yeah, no, I don't I would, do fun. I'm not a fun say, person. I would say question, uh, but if I had to sit two, it would be Clushton and Finlay. Yeah, I agree with them. Right. Let's see here. Let's find some other ones. Oh, can I read the end of this guy's question? Thanks for the complete scenario. This is after I bring on Morris from Mullins and Alonzo for MPG to prep for next week. Don't bring on Morris from Mullins. That's really dumb. Um, bank your transfer and bring somebody in next week, and Mullins is a really good option, maybe better than Morris this week if you already have him, and then you can bank the transfer and wait and see if Morris gets called on up for national team duty, and then you could bring on either him for next week or another double game week fold forward. So, if, so by yeah, by waiting, you'll get another game. I don't see why you'd transfer out a double game week player right now. No, I said you're bringing in Morris for Mullins. I know, but so Mullins take, yeah. has a double game week player right now. Yeah. So yeah, don't, I, th- yeah, do I think you were yeah. just doing that just because. <clears throat> Seattle doesn't have a bye week, but then, like you said, if he gets called up, then, yeah, that's yeah. actually a really good strategy to do that. So be smart, Hickory. I love you, but only if you donate. <laughs> ouch, <laughs> ouch. Okay, here's another for you. Kaka or Molino? Kaka. Kaka. Molino, if you're picking up this week, I would say pick up Molino. Okay, let's give a chance to some of the single game weeks. Are you going to go with uh, Donovan or Legette? Legette. Legette. Yeah. Hat trick, Rick, no good. Donovan. And that's all that I have, unless you all want to throw one of them out yourself. Well, uh, my boy Derek, he's my teammate in uh, the MLS show league. Uh, He wanted to ask if Kaka is still worth keeping. 
Um, even though there's the double game week and a chance Orlando may show up, is it worth it to keep Kaká, or would you uh, transfer him out for somebody else? Nah, keep him. He's yeah. He, he takes PKs. Keep him. keep him. Like they play against Montreal, who they hung up four goals on last time, and Kaká scored a bunch of points. Yeah, you should definitely. Um, I mean, Orlando should probably liquidate its team, but I mean, you should still keep Kaká this week. Oh snap. Yeah, we get a few birds that we're keeping. All right, that that was fun. I I liked uh, I like that element to these questions. We'll try to refine that a little bit more, at least for the rest of this season, and and try to make it work better uh, next next season. But I, I think that was fun. If you guys liked having some little quick, bam bam bam, one two quick answers for players at the end of our questions, please let us know. Or if you'd rather have it some other time, let us know as well. But I I liked how that like how that worked at the end. And community time. So the R slash fantasy MLS high score this round was Victor Martinez, manager of Dab Squad, with 106 points. Congrats, man. You blew away all of us. And uh, the highest was 114, and so you were right up there. Well done, Victor. Well done making us all proud over there at Reddit. Yeah, buddy. Here we go. And the MLS Fantasy Insider head-to-head league. I took on Mr. Guy Sanchez, and as I alluded to earlier, I was destroyed because I had a horrible, horrible week. So, Mr. Guy Sanchez, good job. He didn't have that great of a week either, but better than I did. Then we had Jason, your game. Hey, um, suck it, older goaler. Uh, beach at 55-43. Um, still love you, friend, and I love what you're doing for the kids in Fantasy MLS. Keep it up, buddy. Good job. Fortunately, we couldn't have Andrew with us here tonight, but he took on Fantasy Football 24-7 and smashed them 49-60. So good job. Good job, Andrew, getting getting one in yeah, there. Suck the it, team. Uh, little, <laughs> let's just, that's just a little bit of uh, – Oh, say uh, can you see? <laughs> yep. Donald, oh. Trump's, Donald Trump for life for you, England. Oh, say can you see they're still beating us all. So that's just a little bit of... Uh, they're not beating I'm me. actually taking a picture of this right now, and I'm going to send it out to uh, Fantasy Football real quick. I, I would like they'll to, respond with a picture of the total overall standings. So I would, here we go. I would like to point out that my overall score is higher than theirs. So Yes, yes you did. Uh, so then we have uh, Simon, your game against Mike. I beat him by three points. Close Yeah. Game. Ah. Nip, nip me with Ola Kamara at the end, that penalty. He got it. Ola, thank uh, you, bro. Yeah, that, that penalty Ola, right there. Ola Kamara. That uh, made me and uh, Derek lose uh, our derby in the uh, MLS Show League. I mean, I'm stoked for Ola. He's on my real fantasy team. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, the Kermits and the crazy drummer Muppet, we lost, so. Unfortunately, too bad. Too Did bad. Did you say the uh, crazy drummer Muppet? I don't know his name. Animal. Animal. Oh, Gosh. I'm sorry. Animal. Well, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we had Travis taking on Ben Bear, and Ben Ben destroyed everybody this round. He had 96 points. He made us all Ooh. look silly. So Ben, turn it up. Good job. Good job. And then finally, Ivan the Terrible took on my buddy Steve, our taco, and he won. 77 to 43. So congrats, Ivan, and good job on how well you've been doing this entire season. So moving on into round 31, we have Simon taking on my buddy Steve. Congratulations on your win, Simon. Andrew is taking on Ivan the Terrible. Older Goaler is taking on Travis. Mr. Guy Sanchez is taking on Mike. 
Then we have Jason taking on fantasy football 24-7. Please, Jason, send out that Twitter and uh, or that picture on your Twitter and get some smash talk going right now because it's going to be great. And uh, finally, I am taking on Ben Bear. So lots of good matches to be had this next round. Super fun. I love head-to-head, and I hope you all have uh, gained some interest in it as well if you're not already participating. And with that, that's all that we have for the show this week. Guys, do you have anything to plug? Nope. Suck it, England. <laughs> Take Klinsman, please. <laughs> yes, please, England. We will love you forever and stop making England jokes if you take Jurgen. Well, oh. and, uh, you know, though, know, this is, I've been talking trash all year, and I think uh, fantasy football 24 7 has beat me twice. So this would be a very fitting end to uh, the campaign of beating them this week. So, um, yeah, suck it, England. <laughs> All right. Well, I will do the plugs then that are actual real plugs. Please check out MLSFantasyBoss.com for the articles that maybe Jason and Mike will be posting on there. Mike's injury reports, of course, will be there. And also head over to r slash fantasy MLS to see all of the posts that get put up and participate in the conversation and rate my teams that will be coming up with this early game week. We should have mentioned that earlier. Early game week that's coming up on Wednesday. And of course, while you're at MLS Fantasy Boss, check out all the links and the 11th hour posts that talk about the other partners and other great people that we've encountered along our journey through fantasy soccer who also contribute to this community and read their stuff. Guy Sanchez does that. Uh, Skylar Redpath does that. And, and Anne-Marie does that. So lots of people are helping contribute to this, this community. So check out their stuff. Be supportive. And it's a great time. And of course, Continue to talk with us on Reddit and on Twitter and whatever other social media you wish to do. With that being said, good luck. <laughs>